You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Fully Loaded Chew is tobacco-free, long-cut, and pouches that gives you the same pack, dip, spit, and buzz that you're used to without tobacco. Fully Loaded Chew comes in nine flavors and is made with all food-grade ingredients and tobacco-free nicotine, the purest form of nicotine there is. To give us a try, head on over to FullyLoadedChew.com for a $1 can of chew with free shipping when you enter the code OUTDOOR1. O-U-T-D-O-O-R and the number one. Lastly, many outdoorsmen are trying to quit tobacco altogether and fully loaded chew may be that first step. For more information on our product line, visit FullyLoadedChew.com. Welcome back to another episode of the Woodsman Podcast. I'm excited to say that this week we're going to shake things up a bit. So if you're tired of hearing about whitetails and whitetail properties and their habitat and vegetation types and all that nerdy stuff, if you're tired of hearing about it or it's not what you're into, this week we've got a whole different realm of things to speak about. This week I interviewed Don Kelly, which Don Kelly is the owner of the Tackle Shack up in Wellsboro, and he's going to talk about all things ice fishing related. Uh, he's going to talk a little bit about his business. He's going to talk a little about what's going on in the world of ice fishing. How are the conditions? What kind of gear and products are new or what's what's selling a little bit more of this year? He's talking a little bit about some of the programs and other things that are going on between uh, his company as well as the Pennsylvania Fish and Boat Commission. So sit back and enjoy this week's episode. All right, here with me today, I have Don Kelly from the Tackle Shack. Uh, Don, how are you this evening? Good. How are you? I can't complain. We're living the dream. It is cold as anything out. So I'm here in Southern PA. So I'm sure if it's cold down here, it's really cold up with you. It's been pretty brutal lately. I mean, we had uh, almost negative 20 earlier in the week and it's been just downright cold all week. Just, just the way we like it for ice season. I was going to say, but that's like uh, perfect for business this time of year. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, we've been making ice here for the last two, three weeks now and, uh, just growing by the day. It looks like we're going to get a good season out of it and everybody's pretty excited and it looks nice and wintry out too. We've had uh, you know, good snow last few days and uh, just uh, like a winter wonderland out there. I would think the past couple of years have to be a little bit better for ice fishing conditions this year. It has to be a little bit better than the previous couple of years. Is that correct? Um, not necessarily. Actually, two years ago was one of the shortest winters, uh, that we've had that I can remember anyway. Um, you know, I've been doing this for about 13 years here at the shop and, and I'd say about half the years were on the ice sometime in early to mid December and half the years were on in 
uh, late December, early January. So we're not, we're a little bit behind schedule from last year. We were on like three days before Christmas last year. And this year, first day on the ice was like January 9th or 10th, somewhere in there. Okay. Um, so it's, it's, it's looks shaping up to be a good season though. I mean, these last couple of weeks have been real cold and the, the extended forecast looks great. We should fish right through February, early March, hopefully. Gotta love opportunity. So just for those who are listening to this and they, they don't have any clue who you are, just give me a brief introduction. Tell me a little bit about yourself and kind of lead into your business. Okay. Yeah. It's, uh, well, my, my name's Don Kelly. It's, uh, I've been the owner of Tackle Shack here for going on 13 years. Uh, we're located in uh, north central Pennsylvania in a little town of Wellsboro and Tioga County. And, uh, you know, I, I've been at retail for she's right around 20 years now. Before I bought this place, uh, I was working for Orvis for a little while. And then I worked for another, uh, mom and pop type bait shop slash convenience store and, uh, did a little stint with TCO. Um, then also before I bought this place, uh, I'd gone to college in Mansfield as a, for a fisheries biology degree okay. and uh yeah really enjoyed that there but uh as my term was coming up and just realized that i really belonged in retail and uh this opportunity arose and been here ever since good deal tell me a little bit about the tackle shack um you know you're you're obviously full-time throughout the year and we're talking ice fishing now but tell me a little bit about the business and and you know all that that, that entails yeah so to understand my business, you have to understand the the area a little bit too. Um, we're, like I said, located in Tioga County, and it's one of the few areas that really has four seasons of fishing. I mean, we've got excellent trout fishing on you know, the famous Pine Creek and the Pennsylvania Grand Canyon, uh, plus all these other small streams and whatnot that that come off the mountains. Uh, we got great crappie fishing in the spring, and then great bass fishing throughout the summer. And then when we start getting into the fall and winter, um, you know, we have a really unique area where we get ice every season um i'm not saying it's impossible to have no ice up here but it's pretty darn likely we're going to get ice year after year and it's like this area and over in the poconos were about the only areas that you see that um and then inside the store i mean because we have four seasons of fishing we carry four seasons of fishing gear um in the springtime we got a full selection of trout stuff uh, we carry a lot of stuff for the crappy spawn and uh you know tons and tons of bass gear too and as we get later into the year, you know, we got a lot of guys that are traveling up north or out west doing some steelhead and salmon fishing, and uh, we'll carry a small assortment for that as well. But overall, like, we just carry fishing stuff, uh, you know, fly fishing, spin fishing, uh, bait fishing, lures, whatever you need to fish, um, we have it here. Our big slogan on the outside of the shops, a great day of fishing starts here, and uh, we really believe that, and that's going to be true, you know, no matter what time of the year it is. So what's life like this time of year for you? Because I would imagine we've got to be busy. It is crazy around here. I mean, we're we're the largest ice fishing dealer in Pennsylvania, and uh, it is just nonstop. I mean, um, we're here seven days a week, um, and there's guys hitting the ice every day, too. So a day like today, it's a little bit warmer out. So a lot of guys traveling from out of the area to come buy some stuff and hit our local lakes and then uh, we've been getting a lot of guys from up in new york state coming down and picking up gear to head up into the adirondacks and chautauqua and some of these other uh, bigger finger lakes as well it's uh it's pretty crazy and then 
weekdays are yeah we're we're busy but uh the weekends are just nuts i mean ice fishing has been growing in popularity every year and and uh you really see that on the weekends it's just like little villages out on the lake with all little shanties and because of that we're just slammed in the shop all all weekend hmm, that's interesting that's not something i would have really expected why do you think that there has been such a interest or, or gain in popularity for ice fishing so i'd say I I would argue that ice fishing is the fastest growing uh, uh, subsection of fishing in general, and there's a lot of reasons for that. You know, if, if you think back to you know, 20 years ago, um, ice fishing was just sitting on a bucket, you know, freezing your tail off, hoping you found a fish, and uh, just an enjoyable experience. But the modern amenities we have now have made things just so much more comfortable. Like I could be out there sitting in a shack and it's just like the room I'm sitting in talking to you. It's, it's warm. It's comfortable. The clothing is so much better. Um, we have shanties and heaters. Uh, the electronics are unreal. I mean, you know, we used to just drop a line down and hope there was a fish below you. And if there wasn't, you know, didn't catch anything in a while, you go drill some other holes and hope you found some fish. And now we've got electronics where, I can see everything that's happening below the ice, and it's just making it a more enjoyable experience uh, across the board, I think. No doubt. I mean, technology definitely has its benefits to us, even though sometimes it might be a little bit chaotic. So uh, what is life like for you this time of year? I mean, obviously we're busy, but it's got to be a labor of love in a sense. I mean, you're working hard, but are you finding time to fish yourself? Oh yeah. I mean, that's, you know, I, I've been doing this uh, my whole life in retail and, and, uh, I, this is what I enjoy doing. I, I love being in the shop. I love talking to customers, but of course I love to fish too. So, you know, I, I got some great staff here. They take care of things, phone to take a day off and do some fishing. Um, so I, I typically get out a few times a week and then, uh, do a lot of fishing in the evenings too. You know, we close up here at six o'clock and you know, get a couple hours of fishing in before uh, heading to bed. Gotcha. So how is the fishing right now? I mean, we condition, we've said conditions are pretty good. So what's, what's happening up there? Uh, fishing has been pretty good lately. It's uh, I wouldn't say it's been uh, extraordinary, but it's been pretty good. Everybody's catching fish. Uh, you know, the bluegills and the perch and the crappies have been all biting pretty good. Uh, been seeing some nice pickerel and some nice bass. Uh, trout fishing has been fairly decent and uh, it's, you know, it's been, been pretty good. And, the one thing with the ice is like, whether they're biting or not, it's uh, just nice to be out there for sure. And it's it's one of those things that's just a limited time you can enjoy it. So, um, you know, if you have a chance, you got to get out there while you can. You know, we we hope that ice season lasts into March, but you just never know when it's going to be an end. A uh, big warm front could come through and start melting stuff you know, two weeks from now. So it's, uh, it's definitely a, a different experience than the summer fishing. Right, right. So... Do you, when you get this window of time, are you pretty much looking to go and catch whatever's biting or do you get into kind of strategy a little bit and trying to figure out what you want to target and go from there? Uh, in our local area, it's uh, mostly pan fishing. I mean, we, we have trout, pickerel, bass, and I'm on my days off, if, if I'm out fishing, I'm happy catching whatever. I, I just happy being out there catching some sort of fish, but you know, if we're, if we're going to travel out of the area, that's when we'll get a little bit more uh, species-specific. Um, like we're, I was just talking to a buddy of mine here you know, 20 minutes ago about heading up to Chautauqua and uh, possibly Chameau Bay up in New York State and targeting some walleyes. And that's going to be a little bit more in-depth planning and 
you know, we'll look at some maps and talk to some you know, friends up in the region and see if we can get a better idea where we need to go and what we need to use. Okay. So you said about looking at maps and trying to figure out where do you go. I mean, somebody like me who's very much a novice when it comes to ice fishing, like if I wanted to go out ice fishing and I got some, you know, had some people to go with, maybe to guide me along, but I mean, what piece of advice can you give me just so I'd go out, go out and have a good time on the lake on a weekend? Well, first and foremost, um, I mean, if you have friends that ice fish, the best thing you do is go out with them. They're going to have the gear, the knowledge to help you understand the sport a little bit better. But if you're going to venture out on your own, I mean, talk to your local shops, whether it be my store or some other shop in, in, in Pennsylvania. Um, ask for some pointers on where to go. And then um, do a little bit more research before you go. I mean, in Pennsylvania, we're really lucky. The Fish Commission uh, has put a lot of man-made habitat in a lot of these lakes, and those maps are readily available on uh, Pennsylvania Fish and Boat Commission's website. If you pull one of those maps up, it has GPS coordinates, what type of structures they are, and you can get a pretty good idea of at least a good place to start. Um, then a lot of these state parks, too, you can get you know, free um, maps that show the depth contours and everything, and you can kind of get an idea of good places to look for, good places to start. And if they're lakes that you're used to fishing um, during the summertime, a lot of those same spots that are good in the summertime tend to hold fish in the wintertime as well. Okay. So how much are you, I'm going to say, kind of, I'm going to compare this to like turkey hunting where we always talk about taking the temperature of a turkey that's gobbling and try to figure out how we want to call them in. You know, how are you necessarily taking the temperature of what you're fishing as far as picking lures, picking size of lures, colors and stuff like that? Is there, is there any kind of method to your madness or is it just kind of we're going out and having fun and rolling with it? Uh, You know, it's. Fishing's a, a weird thing. It's some days you go out there. I could take any lure I had in here, and the fish are just eating, and uh, they'll they'll eat you know most anything we're dropping down there. Uh, other days it's going to be frustrating. We're going to switch through a lot of different lures until we find something that bites. Um, now I said earlier that it's I, I just like being out there, but at the same time I find it extremely frustrating not catching fish, especially when we can mark mark them on the electronics. So if they're not biting, I'm going to be switching baits you know, as many times as I have to to, to catch a fish. Without a doubt. So I know, uh, you know, fishing can just be like, you know, hunting is, you know, you don't want to tell your secret spots and you don't want to be telling uh, people too much information, but you know, is there anything that you're, you know, would like to give advice to anybody that's working a little bit better this year or is it pretty much a wide range? Um, now this is a, I was actually just talking to my, um, my employees here a couple of days ago about this. This is one of the few years I haven't seen one of those lures that's just been over the top. Everybody has to have it. Um, last year was the Euro Tackle Z Vibers, and uh, that's been a great lure for us again this year. But just haven't seen the you know, over the top demand for it and over the top fish catches with it. Um, some of the stuff that has been working well though, and, uh, for panfish in particular, Wonderbread uh, tungsten jigs continue to be our top seller and and one that just continues to work well. It's a stupid color, but the the fish seem to like it for some reason, and uh, it's a good one that you can try for panfish. I'd say you know anywhere in this state for sure. Okay, so uh, is it? Are you finding that certain depths and temperatures of water, or you're having more luck, or certain stuff, or anything like that? Um, a lot of that's going to be definitely dependent on the lake, like. Um, 
and the time of the year. So, like right now, we'll see fish pretty well scattered up, um, like scattered out across most of these lakes. And then once we start getting into February, particularly late February, early March, you'll start seeing uh, the perch in particular start moving to shallower water and getting ready for the the spawning periods that that come right after ice out. Uh, but right now, I mean, uh, I'd be looking for some structure or, you know, some weed beds, some remnant weed beds from from the, the fall season, and they're going to be good places to target fish, too. Um, but that's where to go, kind of, or what depth of fish kind of varies lake to lake. Um, locally here, like Hills Creek Lake, you're going to be fishing anywhere from three to eight feet of water on a pretty regular basis. Uh, but if I was over at Hamilton Lake or Nesmic Lake, I, I prefer being out you know, 15 to 25 feet of water. Oh, okay. That's a big jump. Yeah. And they're all just, you know, the topography of them is all just different. Some of them are shallower lakes and some of them are just deeper lakes in this area. Right. So this is going to give you a pretty good idea of how green I am in the world of fishing at the moment. But is there, is there, is anybody allowed to keep and fry a fish this time of year in ice fishing season? Yeah, so the uh, most of the regulations that apply in the summertime um, apply in the wintertime. I, I say most of them because there is some uh, slight differences. The as far as keeping fish, those regulations are going to be the same, you know, throughout the year. Um, panfish, in as a general rule, you're allowed to keep fifty of mixed species. Um, in some lakes, like locally, our Nesmic Lake and uh, not one one that's not too far away is Bald Eagle State Park, uh, Foster Sayers Lake. Uh, they're going to have panfish enhancement regulations as well, um, where you have to have certain size minimums for each each uh, species of panfish. And there's there's a few other places that have like big bass regulations and just some different stuff you need to be aware of. Um, but that varies lake to lake as well. But they're going to be the same regulations you use in the summertime. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, Don, is there any new gear or new products that are out this year that you're really excited about or you're selling a lot of that, you know, people should hear? Uh, yeah, one of the big things is uh, the jaw jackers. You know, they're not a new product. They're, I'd say, new-ish for Pennsylvania. Um, we were dealing with some regulation issues the last couple of years of the legality of them, and this year... They were finally legalized uh, across the board. It's you know right in the handbook that you can use these devices, and they're pretty handy. It's something worth checking out. Um, if you fish tip-ups at all, this is just, a, would say, a, a better way to fish uh, an extra dead stick or an extra rod. It's uh, If you're new to this, uh, the way these work is you put a rod in it, and uh, you bend the rod over, and it sits in a, uh, sits in the rod holder. And when a fish bites, the rod pops up, sets the hook automatically for you. So that, that's a pretty neat neat uh, thing that's relatively new to our area. Uh, some other stuff, I mean, we got a lot of neat jigs coming out this year, um, a lot of neat spoons. Um, nothing said over the top, just crazy exciting that I can think of right offhand. But, um, you know, it's been some pretty neat new jigs come out this year. Uh, we got some from Acme that have sliding hooks in them. Uh, we got uh, these Google Eye jigs from Acme as well. It's pretty neat stuff. Gotcha. Gotcha. Is there anything 
Uh, you talked a little bit about it, but is there anything else that seems to be hot ticket items that you're you're selling a lot of, or things maybe you can't keep stocked on the shelf long enough this year? Uh, you know, we're we're dealing with uh, a lot of the same supply issues that uh, other industries are. I guess everybody is, and uh, certain things that have been particularly tough to get this year. Um, a lot of the higher end stuff, uh, like power augers, shelters, shanties. Um, they've been blowing out of here as fast as we get them. I mean, especially when we have weather like we had this past week where it hits negative 20 and you can fish pretty comfortably out there in a shanty. It's pretty tough to be warm and comfortable, uh, without one though. So that stuff's been, really been blowing out of here. Uh, K drills, man, we've been selling a lot of them this year, which is a, uh, auger that hooks up to your battery powered drill. Um, makes drilling a hole much easier than, you know, cranking one by hand. Wow. That's been a real popular item. Um, electronics. I mean, we've been just blowing through a lot of that stuff. Uh, a lot of the, a lot of the Markham, a lot of the Vexilar products, which we've been selling a ton of. Um, that's, that's, those have been the, the, the biggest high demand things. A lot of the, the bigger ticket items. Gotcha. So my ice fishing experience has been mostly in the form of tip ups, live bait and staying on the lake as long as I possibly can before I freeze. So me being so green to that, what are some things that when you go out on the lake, you just absolutely can't go without? So, uh, I, if you're going to go out on the lake, the, the, the few things that you should not ever leave home without are for one is safety gear, especially if you're new to it. Um, you should have ice picks, you should have spud bar, uh, just to check conditions. I mean, absolute necessities. Hopefully there are things that, um, particularly the ice picks that you're never going to need. Ice fish, you know, the next 50 years and never need them. But uh, there's something that you should have just in case you do fall through and, and run into some problems. Um, the next thing I'm going to look for is warm clothing. I mean, like you just said, you, you stand out there until you can't take the cold anymore. And if you can dress warm, you can really have a much more enjoyable experience. And, and what I've found, too, especially when we're taking people out, um, I, I can take the cold pretty well, but you know, if you're taking somebody new out and uh, they get cold quick, it also you know cuts my day short. So we try to keep everybody as warm as possible, and that keeps everybody happy and fishing all day too. Uh, past that, uh, you know, I I always have a bunch of uh, jigs. I always have some live bait with me. You know, wax worms are, always work really well, and I've always got an assortment of four and five millimeter tungsten jigs. Uh, doesn't matter where I'm fishing; they're just good, reliable sizes of the jigs. And usually, a couple different colors: golds, uh, silvers, glows, chartreuse. Um, all tend to be good ones that I start with every year. Can you talk a little bit about electronics for ice fishing? Because that's that's a whole new idea to me, and I I'm just intrigued. Yeah, you know, it, it's getting crazy. It's uh, the the basic flashers. Uh, from Vexilar, you know, date back, I'd say decades now. And th they would tell you everything you needed, depth, and you could see, uh, you could watch your jigs go down, and you can watch the fish come up and take them. But the last couple of years, I mean, the, the amount of technology in these ice fishing electronics is just incredible. Um, like uh, Markham's MX7s and LX7s, uh, they're pretty much, little handheld computers, well, a little bit bigger than handheld, but small computers that you can take out on the ice, get all kinds of settings. Um, I can really see what's happening in real time down there pretty easily. And then the latest um, advancements, 
would be like your underwater cameras where you can actually see the fish down there. And the biggest thing is this live scope from Garmin, um, which is just crazy technology. I've got a couple coming in for the shop this week. I've personally never fished with one, but um, this stuff, the the panoptics live scope stuff from Garmin, I mean, you can see a fish swimming you know, 200 feet from your hole and uh, watch it in real time. You can watch him swim and chase your baits. I mean, it's just crazy stuff and it's making finding fish uh, so much easier than it would have been you know even just five six years ago i'll say so you know some people would argue about the the fairness you know we have that same conversation about trail cameras and hunting uh i can think of two states now that have outlawed the use of trail cameras for hunting and you know that same thing you know that whole moral dilemma but i i think it's really a tool to learn and just be better outdoorsmen and be a better fisherman and, and learn more. The first thing that comes to my mind hearing something like that, are there are there things you get to pick up on or learn better when you have that technology compared to if you were kind of going old school shoot from the hip? Yeah, I mean, uh, as far as uh, you know, the ethical issues about it, there, there's a lot of talk about that in the, the fishing industry too. And but the, the truth is, just because you can see them doesn't mean you can catch them. Um, it's it, it's a great tool for locating fish, but you still have to be able to get them to bite. And you know, somebody that's a novice fisherman with the most advanced electronics, sure they're going to be able to find them a little bit faster. But you know, those, those old guys that have been doing it for fifty years and just know how to make fish bite, um, they're still going to catch more on a uh, I'd say on a on the average basis. But um, you can learn a lot from electronics and the big thing is just being able to see how they react to your baits and you can get an understanding of what makes them bite and um, what scares them off. Um, uh, I'll tell you a story here. I was fishing over at Hamilton Lake one time and uh, I, I wanted to film some stuff for the shop. So I had a camera with me and you know, we're getting, you know, catching bluegills and watching them come in and out. And every once in a while, these great big perch would swim by couldn't get any of them to eat. They wouldn't touch anything I was throwing at them. And uh, I set my bait on the bottom. I said, ah, we'll just get some neat shots of these bluegills at least. And as soon as I set that bait on the bottom, it's sitting there doing nothing. The next perch came through, grabbed it off the bottom, and I caught him. And then I dropped it down again, sat it on the bottom, next perch through, same thing. Reached down to the bottom and grabbed it. And they had no interest at all in the bait when I was jigging it. But with that camera, I was able to, you know, see that they just wanted something sitting there still on the bottom. Never, ever would I have guessed something like that. And that's the stuff that's really cool. Um, kind of give you the next step and next edge. Mm-hmm. Yep. Without a doubt. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's incredible what you can see once you like actually get a, a view into their little world down there. Um, how they react to stuff is just so interesting. So you kind of hinted a little bit at maybe taking a trip up north or somewhere. Do you have any big things planned for ice fishing season in the next month or anything you're looking forward to specifically? Uh, I, I I keep thinking I'm going to have something planned for you know the next weekend or the weekend after, and then my, my schedule here seems to be getting in the way sometimes. But we are talking about going up Chautauqua, hopefully. Hopefully. Um, I've got some friends with a house up there and, you know, perch fishing and walleye fishing up there is pretty incredible. Um, big lakes, a lot of fun. So we made it up last year for a couple of days and hoping to do that again this year. 
Really cool. Man, is there anything else that you'd like to share with us about what's going on in the tackle shack or just ice fishing in general? Yeah. Um, one of the things I want to mention is, uh, you know, we've been doing a lot with the, the Fish and Boat Commission here the last few years, holding uh, intro to ice fishing programs and various other intro programs, but particularly these intro to ice programs. And uh, if you're get, just getting into it and you want to learn the basics and you don't have anybody to teach you, I really suggest um, keeping an eye on Fish and Boat's Facebook page and their website for these intro classes. Um, we've got a couple more coming up in early February, um, and we just had a few this past weekend. Um, the first classes we had this year were a two-part deal where we did an on-the-water portion, uh, the second part, and then uh, the classroom stuff earlier in the week in a virtual setting. Uh, these classes we have coming up, uh, we won't have an on-the-water portion, but we will have two nights of virtual classes where we'll go over everything from the safety to the layering with the clothing and some good places to fish, um, particularly up in this Tyree County area. That's really cool. Do you seem to get pretty good turnout in those? Yeah, yeah. They, they fill up um, every single time. I mean, I think we're limited to right around 20 or 25 in each class and um every year these fill up this year is particularly interesting because uh the last two years that we've been trying to run this program the first year um we had a classroom setting an actual classroom and uh good turnout but the ice didn't cooperate we had no ice and then last year we went to the virtual stuff and had a good turnout and then uh, covid shut down our program mm. so um, we didn't have the on the ice stuff and this year we finally got it all together um it was an incredible experience i mean the we had two or three different classes there was a general intro to ice fishing and then there was two ladies uh intro to ice fishing classes and everybody had a blast everybody caught a ton of fish i mean really really fun sounds like a ton of fun so if people are looking to check out the tackle shack or connect with you and the tackle shack or anything like that what what's the best way people can do that uh, i'm pretty easy to find i mean we're we're here at the shop uh seven days a week and if i'm not here uh, one of my employees would be more than happy to help um uh, but you know we're easy to find on facebook too you can get a hold of us on there you can shoot us a message uh we we post weekly ice updates uh you know fun fishing pictures and of course product info on there quite regularly and uh or shoot us an email you know or or give us a call here at the shop um we're always more than happy to answer questions so however you want to reach out to us uh we are on facebook instagram so any anywhere that you're out looking for some fishing info we're we're probably there to help you too fantastic now my biggest interest to fishing and the last question i'll leave you with is if you get something that you can take home with you what is the best way to prepare because that's my favorite part of the fishing experience uh, you know, there's, there's definitely a lot of ways to do it, and uh, I, I don't keep too many fish, but I do love eating panfish, and uh, I used to eat a lot of them fried. I I love battering them up, beer batter, you know, similar, and frying them up. Um, we've been doing more and more in the, the oven, though. I just uh, really like them with just a little bit of seasoning, you know, salt and pepper, uh, maybe a little bit of lemon juice, and uh, throw them in the, the oven for a little while. Um there's no bad way to eat a panfish, really. They're all delicious. 
They really are. That's my favorite thing. That's probably the thing I miss the most about not going fishing as much. But, you know, my kids are growing up to the point where I'll probably start taking them fishing more. And maybe that's one of the things we'll get to experience together. Yeah, that's that's a great thing to do. I mean, you go out and, you know, take a couple panfish home with you, um, show the whole process of uh, catching, filleting, you know, and, and eating them. Um, now, of course, we, we practice a lot of catch and release and encourage people to do so, but uh, we also have this great resource out there, and and uh, panfish in the local lakes are much tastier than any of the frozen fish sticks you're going to get at the store. Spot on there. There's no disagreement <laughs> from my end. Oh, man. Well, Don, um, a- any any closing remarks you want to you wanna let anybody know? Um, I mean, I'd- like I said earlier, one of the biggest things I want to stress is that, you know, if you're going to get into ice fishing, make sure uh, you go out and learn a little bit about ice safety before you venture onto the water or the, the ice. Um, it's, it's a sport you can enjoy safely throughout the season. Um, as long as you understand what you're doing, you're aware of your surroundings and, uh, again, dress warm, dress warm, and you will have a much more enjoyable experience. And what better place to get that experience and that uh, that knowledge from one of your programs that you run with the state, right? Yeah, exactly. It's it's a great program, and uh, we really enjoy hosting them. And and uh, hope hopefully a couple people will hear this and join up for these next ones. I hope so too. That would be that would be the ultimate end goal: help somebody out and enjoy creation. That's my favorite part. Yep. Yep. So it's if, if you enjoy something, the best thing you can do is you know, take one of your friends and teach somebody else too. Without a doubt, without a doubt. Don, I really thank you for for taking the time out. I know this is a a really busy time of year for you um, with your schedule and all, but uh, it's great to hear from you. And I'm gonna the next time I come up to Wellsboro, I'm gonna make it a point to stop in. All right. Well, I look forward to seeing you, and I, I really appreciate you giving me a chance to talk about you know, my shop and. Uh, ice fishing in here in Tioga County. Fantastic. So we'll catch you later. All right. Have a good night. You too. See you.